We're back. We are back, you guys. After a couple months break, it seems like forever, we are back. And we are so excited to be with you today. Now, this episode is a doozy. We share something in here that I said I would never share. It is a topic that I said was off limits, and we decided to share it because we truly feel that all of our stories help other people feel seen, that all of us have a story that can be shared that helps somebody else feel seen and understood. And while you might not have had this same experience as me, you may have had something similar or be going through something similar, and we want you to know you are not alone. When you get through listening to this episode or right now, if you are thinking, man, I could use some help in reframing the story I'm telling myself about my relationship or how I can show up to my life or all the things, and you will probably understand why I'm saying that, then please go to the show notes and pick up our free workbook called Change Your Story, Change Your Life. And it is all about changing the story that we are telling ourselves, that we have convinced ourselves is true, and that we are living our life by. It is helping you identify those things, maybe the ones that aren't serving you, what stories are serving you, so that you can show up better for yourself in life and also for your relationships. So at the end of this, if you are looking for a free resource to help you change your thinking around your relationships, please click the show notes and go get our free workbook called Change Your Story, Change Your Life. I hope you enjoy this episode. We are so excited to be back with you. Please let us know what you thought of this. We would love to hear from you. Enjoy. I know while I don't necessarily carry shame around it, I know people are going to judge me for this. I know that there will be judgment in sharing this part of something I did. Probably not something we encourage you no, to try. No, uh-uh. But, all right, was, what is it? Come on. Okay, okay. What's up, everybody? This is Matt here with the Husband-in-Law Podcast. This is where we share our stories of love, ex-love, marriage, ex-marriage, divorce, ex-divorce, and coming out of a closet that needed to be opened, and so much more. This podcast is for those who are looking to up their relationship game by understanding first yourself and then others, like your wife, your husband, and your wife's ex-husband on a whole new level. Welcome to the Husband-in-Law Podcast. Let's get this party started. We're back. Matt's chewing on gummy bears. For Steve seven. gave them to me. <laughs> ASMR for you. This is why I was late getting so to Steve's our recording. Fault. This Steve. is why you beat me in the race over here from the warehouse, Matt, because I stopped. You're an energy drink and gummy bears. You don't stop when you're racing. Steve's trying to figure out how much I didn't know we were racing. Is in his energy drink. Yeah. Did you figure it out? And more importantly, how much is in my belly? <laughs> Did you figure it out? No, it's not on here. I couldn't find it. We find well, it. Matt. This one has no caffeine. I think it's 300 milligrams, <laughs> which is why I only want to drink like a third of it. It'd be really funny if it didn't have any caffeine. <laughs> you thought you were getting this yeah. of caffeine. It says, warning, too much caffeine may cause nervousness, irritability, sleeplessness, and occasionally rapid well, heartbeat. I'm already irritable. <laughs> <laughs> Not recommended for use by individuals under 18 years of age. One serving of bang I'm provides- barely 18. One serving of Bang provides 300 milligrams of caffeine, right. How many servings which is can? more than two cups of coffee. This is serving size is one can. Okay. Well, this is why go. I was saying one Bang will last me like three to five days of work. <laughs> 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 and yes, I just. <laughs> I'm sorry. 
<laughs> I don't understand why that's funny, Jessica. One bang will last me. How long can you last on a bang, man? We're Bad talking day. about we're talking about energy drinks, Jessica. Get your mind I, out of the gutter. You know, the other kind of bang. <laughs> I'm not sure three to five days. <laughs> I'm not sure it lasts me that long. You guys, I think it's been too long since we've recorded. We don't know how to do it anymore. (laughs) We don't know know what's appropriate anymore. Whatever you brought up was not appropriate. Did we ever? Because you're the one that's always inappropriate. (laughs) I'm always inappropriate. It's just just my nature. Okay, but so speaking of caffeine, (laughs) there are some stories about Stephen caffeine. When we were first dating... Thinking about getting engaged. So we weren't first dating. We were ways into our relationship, but Steve. You were thinking about getting (laughs) engaged? We were thinking about getting engaged. We talked about it. Steve was waffling. He had a ring, but he was waffling. I did. I I had that ring in my pocket for a month. (laughs) Buyer's remorse. (laughs) Buyer's remorse. (laughs) Where's that that ring now? Until like seven years later, Steve. Where's that ring now? It is in my nightstand drawer. You still have it? I have it to give to Penny. Oh, so Jessica gave it back to you. I thought you gave it back to Steve. I'm suddenly realizing. Actually, I did. (laughs) That's so funny. Okay. First of all, one, I'm realizing it's very strange that I keep (laughs) my ex-wife's wedding ring in In my nightstand drawer. That's weird. It's in your nightstand drawer just in case you feel like proposing. The only reason reason it's in my nightstand drawer is one of my nightstand drawers serves as like my little like memory box. Yeah. No, no, no. Like like cards that I want to keep or a picture or something that like. Something that eventually is going to end up in like a... So it's your cedar chest. My cedar chest. Yes. (laughs) And... We agreed a long time ago that we wanted to save our wedding rings and give them to Penny in case she wants it as a wedding ring when she's grown. I don't know what she's going to do with mine, but... Well, and even if ring. she just wants the diamond, it's yeah. worth something, but... Yeah. Anyway, that's why it's there in the <laughs> in my cedar chest, as you put it. Matt, no more the, gummy bears. Okay. <laughs> the drawer above that contains, like, regular nightstand paraphernalia. <laughs> Okay. Yes, we understand what that means. All right. <laughs> uh, I used to go through my parents' nightstand drawers no. when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> but their drawers had what Steve's were talking about with the like memory things in one drawer. And the other drawer, they didn't I never found sex stuff. But if our kids went Where through our nightstand it? drawers, I'd be mortified. <laughs> Actually, it'd be healthy for them. I'd probably keep it in a shoebox above the closet. <laughs> I have no I'm idea. Not, I'm not always the best about putting lube away. <laughs> Putting it back in the drawer. I know that. Do you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> when okay, we were married so, or what? No. <laughs> okay, just to no? clarify, I gave what? them From... this weird look like, where is this going? Since like, then, when you go to my house to pick up Penny yeah, and you look in my bedroom and you see lube on the nightstand, or what I are you gla- saying? Like, if I glance in your bedroom, there's Jessica, 90% of the time going lube into Steve's <laughs> house. <laughs> I am. Okay. It's his own house now. Leave it alone. Listen. (laughs) Thank you, Matt. Gosh. This isn't like some weird thing. It's because she yells, are you naked before she comes in? (laughs) Okay. Hang on. Let's talk about this. Okay. (laughs) I go into Steve's house to pick up our daughter in the morning and sometimes she's still asleep. Because usually I'm up super early or I'm, well, in this case, because I go to work before she's awake for school. Yes. So I have permission to go into Steve's house. I try, like, if Let I know she's- Let me verify this with the homeowner. 
<laughs> Steve, does she have permission to go into your home? No, and I'm going to press charges. Oh, okay. my gosh. I'm pulling up video footage. <laughs> but if I try not to go in, if I know Penny's up and ready to go, I just text her when I get there and say, hey, come out. But there's sometimes like we need to gather up a bunch of stuff and take it to my house. Or the and dog then I go pukes. <laughs> this morning, this morning, the dog puked. Penny called me and said, hey, Oscar just puked. So I went in and cleaned it up. So Oscar didn't have to sit in his puke. That's when day. you say, Penny, you clean it up. He's your dog. <laughs> nah, it's fine. I'm happy to help. She was eating breakfast. That's kind of gross to clean up puke when you're eating breakfast. Yeah, I'm trying to think if my ex called me and said her dog puked. <laughs> <laughs> if your kids if, called. Yeah. If, <laughs> or if your ex came into your house when you were home. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <They're>, <laughs> that is. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Has that happened? Cool. No. No. Okay. Thank heavens. Anyway. One, I appreciate you cleaning up my dog's puke. Thank you. <laughs> Two, I'm fine with you going in my house. Three. He's going might... to start closing his bedroom door. No. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> He's not bothered by this. It's not like he's... <laughs> and you're, you're, there's still going to be lube on the nightstand sometimes. It's just... <laughs> My point was going clear back to that. Because <laughs> Penny once asked me, Daddy, what is this stuff that's always out on your nightstand? <laughs> always. <laughs> to which I said, uh, hand lotion? <laughs> <laughs> Did she try and put it on? <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> Somebody it's never come their, up again. Their I'm kid sorry, accidentally Penny. grabbed it. And tried to use it as toothpaste. Like Who they did? <laughs> somebody's kid. Weren't they in like but a hotel? They were in a hotel and they like reached in their mom's bag to pull out toothpaste and grabbed the wrong bottle and started to put it on their toothbrush and then was like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> I feel like this that would take a like a week to get off to your get teeth. Off. <laughs> if it's silicone based at least. If you are new to our podcast, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> welcome everybody. We're so glad you're here. We're back. <laughs> Okay. I feel like we just talked about like 18 <laughs> okay. different things. Wait, we have. Half of which are not worthy of keeping on the podcast. <laughs> Sorry, people. We're all revved up today. Also, apparently. can you pass me the gummy bears? No, no. gummy bears right now. <laughs> if we're going to have gummy bears, we have to push pause and then we have to start again. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second, though. When Steve and I were dating, thinking about getting engaged, this is how we got off on mm, this whole tangent. Right. Steve drank a couple red bulls when we were driving home from his parents cabin his family cabin to boise let me give a little bit of backstory oh, no, there that was not a thing i did no caffeine it was not i was anti-caffeine yeah so this was like <laughs> i need we had to drive home late at night and i was like concerned about being able to stay awake and whatever so this was like me taking steps to be able to drive safely <laughs> we're in two separate cars Backfire. because we went up to get my car that I had gotten stuck. Stuck in the lake. The <laughs> middle of the lake. What? <laughs> okay, there's another story. <laughs> what? I've never heard not, this. Not to get off on another tangent, but okay, let's... Okay, let's tell the whole story. So Steve and I are dating, and we go up to stay at his family cabin. And <laughs> you knocked out my eyelashes on this trip, too. What? Do you remember that? You need yeah, they me? They broke off. And like half of my eyelashes literally snapped off. And Why we were supposed they... to get engagement pictures. They weren't taken. fake lashes. They Why were are they that lashes, brittle? My what were you lashes? putting on them? I don't know. <laughs> but also on cold? this trip. No. Also on this trip, we took my Jeep mudding in the reservoir that was empty. We went mudding. Mudding. <laughs> and I, of course, got it stuck. Like, you were driving. Well, so, part of the time. <laughs> this is a reservoir. Yeah. Man-made reservoir. So there is still the old highway that in the fall 
a lot of the old highways exposed. So we could we drove clear down the highway to the middle of <laughs> there used to be reservoir that is now just a just miles and miles and miles of mud. And that's I where it got. I drove for a while. What reservoir is this? Palisades. Okay. Idaho, Wyoming border. Okay. And I drove for a while. All good. <laughs> And Jessica's like, it's my dang car. Let me drive. Because it was your Jeep, Jessica. It was my Jeep. First mistake. <laughs> I'm sorry. I will never learn if I don't get a chance. <laughs> I so didn't learn. she gets in the driver's seat, goes 20 feet, and just... <laughs> just down. Down, to the, you know, down to the axles. Buries it. We could not get it out. No, we tried and tried. Nothing. We so tried to get help we getting left. it out. We, we couldn't, left it. We couldn't even get help. Like, nobody could help us. Because we're in the middle... Of an empty muddy <laughs> reservoir. <laughs> so they had to wait until it dried out more or something. I don't remember. We went back. We So we drove home. So we found a tow truck guy or somebody who thought he had like 200 feet of cable and could pull it back to what was the old highway because we're, you know, 200 feet off the old highway. That isn't really even a highway anymore. It's just like crumbled asphalt. Sorry, I'm trying to hurry. <laughs> Jessica's telling me to hurry. <laughs> anyway, so we drove back up the next day and he did manage to get it out. Yeah. But driving home. Driving home that night Steve, after getting it stuck. We're in two cars. That's why we're in two cars. And no, we're not. Okay, so yes, after we got we it unstuck. Okay, in we're two driving cars. home in two cars. Now, where was home at this point? Pocatello. Okay, because at the beginning you said home was Boise. Boise, it's not Boise. Let me clarify. They're going to school at ISU in Pocatello. Yeah, we're still in college. Time. Question. Question. We drove up to the cabin in your Jeep, got it stuck in the lake. How did we leave the lake? Your family took us home. Oh, my family We was were there. there with your family. <laughs> okay. Because we weren't married yet. I forgot about them. <laughs> so we're driving home, and I'm following Steve, and he's like swerving into the other lane. And so I swerve, because I think there must be something in the road that I can't see. There no, was. No, there is nothing in the road, you guys. And you then couldn't see it. It happened <laughs> Only again. I could. And I was like, what is going on? Like and then abrupt swerves? Abrupt swerves. <laughs> and then at some point, he, he slams on his brakes a few times. I'm like, what is happening? So finally, well, I like flash him and make him pull over. Flash him with my headlights. <laughs> make him pull over. <laughs> and I'm like. <laughs> We're in separate cars. You want your husband to pull over? Flash him. <laughs> you weren't. Get his attention. Oh, even better. You want your Mormon fiance who's never seen you? <laughs> the stop. question is, would that have really done anything because you're gay? Oh. Stop. <laughs> I thought it was because we were You still would have enjoyed it. Anyways, we pull over and Steve's like, did you see that donkey? <laughs> he was convinced. There was there, there were was. donkeys in the road. There were. That's why I swore. <laughs> there were two donkeys. He was hallucinating. And then he was slamming on his because brakes. Because of caffeine? Yes. Mm -hmm. He was slamming on his brakes because he thought there okay. was a semi coming at him. That doesn't have to do with caffeine, though. That's just my night driving. That's I, his night vision. The, you know the little reflectors on the side of the road? <laughs> he thinks they're semis. I, my depth perception is weird, and sometimes they look like taillights and like the lights on the back of an 18-wheeler. This so is why Penny's I not allowed to drive with him. Slam, on, <laughs> slam on my brakes when I think I'm about to run into a truck that is actually just road. The the guide lights on a road. <laughs> so yeah, he was swerving because he thought there were donkeys, and it was one of my favorite stories. <laughs> Watch out for donkeys. <laughs> Steve does not have these issues now when he drinks caffeine. 
Are you sure? No, now I can now I can hold my caffeine. <laughs> <laughs> His body's no longer a virgin body. He can handle it. <laughs> wow. Okay. Right. Why are we really here? All right. So we should actually tell people how we're laying out the podcast from now on. We're gonna have a little bit different layout, but not much different. We are going to, at the beginning of the month, we're going to have kind of like a general theme or that the stories are going to go around. We're going to share some stories that we haven't shared before in the first episode. Second episode, we are going to have somebody come in who is either relevant to our story, somebody that we're going to interview that's either a part of the story or somebody that has a similar experience, expert in that area, something like that. Or just somebody that we think is cool and funny. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Somebody that we feel will benefit you guys and you'll enjoy. And then we are going to do what Steve has decided and called our Dear Listener Episodes, which will be our takeaways, what we've learned, insights into a certain topic that's directed at a specific individual. Yeah, so Dear So-and-So going through this type of thing. Here's what I wish I would have known. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Got it. Yeah. And then... Dear donkey (laughs) in the middle of the road. Dear driver drinking (laughs) caffeine for the first time. (laughs) Not really. Not that. And then the last month will be ketchup tying up loose... Or the last week (laughs) of the month. (laughs) Ketchup? Like for fries? Like french fries? (laughs) Maybe we'll eat some french fries. (laughs) So like the monthly wrap-up. Yeah, monthly wrap-up, what's going on, relevant topics at the time, new stories that we need to share with you, all of the things. Questions that you send in from the month, we would totally welcome those that last week. Send us your questions, leave them in reviews, send them in an email, anywhere. DM me on Instagram. So, yeah. And occasionally throughout the month, we will still be going live on Instagram, right? Yes. Yeah. That's our plan. Steve really we should get back. I, want, I do. I want to get back to weekly. Yeah. Yeah. Especially now that we have a zillion followers on Instagram. A zillion. Zillion. We have. We went from 1,200 to nearly a zillion. 1,200. Last week. Uh, Can somebody fact check him? (laughs) Jessica, what are the facts here? Okay, the facts are we went from 2,800 followers roughly to currently we are at 34,000 in two weeks. Why? Why? (laughs) Because Jessica painted my nails. (laughs) (laughs) It has been so interesting to watch how one reel brought so many people to our world. Yeah, because you made a reel of when you painted my nails at Penny's Swim Meet while we were waiting for her to swim. Yeah. And you you thirsty guys. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, We've had the funniest comments. The most on there. awful comments. And horrible We've had really comments. good ones. Most of them are really good and supportive. And they get the message of like, wow, it's really cool that you guys co parent so well and that you can still enjoy each other after your divorce. And like, I wish my parents would have been this right, way. Right. Your daughter's super lucky things. to have parents who get along. And, and, then there and are a dad some, with such fabulous nails. Then there are some <laughs> vicious comments about me and the church. Yeah. And there are some vicious comments about gays. And vicious comments about me who like yeah. put you through the ringer and deceived yeah. you. And but guess you what, on. guys? Do we focus on the negative? No. no. Evidently we do. Cause but, <laughs> <laughs> but this is the thing is, what I love about this is it reminds me of how needed these conversations are. Absolutely. That if that is, every, <laughs> is society's response to, to an intended to 20, be positive. Yeah. 20 second video. Where I say that I'm LDS and you're gay and people freak out. It's amazing to me 
how many people are still out there that have issues with that can't reconcile yeah can't reconcile that in their head yeah and insist on like belittling us for being mm-hmm. able to reconcile that in our heads i am proud of us i have to say that none of us have been upset or offended by any of the comments no no i mean it's not personal i cried myself to sleep last night but <laughs> <laughs> not really one of the sayings that i've learned is that haters confirm greatness there you go like Truly, like the thing that we have built as individuals and as a couple and as just this relationship in general is something great. And haters are going to hate no matter what. I just Uh, panicked, you guys, because I thought I didn't hit record. And we would have missed all of that quality (laughs) material. (laughs) Okay, sorry. But yes, I feel like because there is good in what we're sharing there's always going to be people that want to tear that down. It, this reminded me of how scared I was of starting out the podcast because mm-hmm. I thought that was going to be the response to the podcast. Yeah. That we would get a ton of haters just... What if we it will. was Steve at that time? Would you have stopped? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Not going to lie. What if we do now? <laughs> no, it's fine now. I'm okay. in a very different place now. So thanks but... for easing Steve into yeah. these people. <laughs> thanks for, <laughs> for waiting nice two years before you really told me how you felt about us. <laughs> <laughs> okay. today. We are starting off this month talking about Matt's looking at me like, are you sure you want to do this? Yeah. Sharing a part of our story and Steve's looking at me the same way (laughs) that I have said, me, Jessica has said. She said she'll never share this story. Yeah. What changed? Why do you suddenly want to share this? Because I don't want to share it. Because you don't? It's part of this. You were fine. Did I? Yes. You've the one that's been like, why aren't we sharing this? No. Whatever. It's fine. I think Jessica's recognized that it's part of the story and it's something that you guys went through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's also, I think I haven't wanted to share it because I know while I don't necessarily carry shame around it, I know people are going to judge me for this. I know that there will be judgment in sharing this part of something I did. Probably not something we encourage you no. to try. Uh-uh. But... All right, what is it? Come on. (laughs) This is some big news. Yes. So, and that's kind of where this story stems from, is from when Steve was working with his counselor in Colorado, who was, and if you are Mormon LDS, you will understand he was in the bishopric. So he was one of the leaders of a congregation in our church at the time and was a very well-known LDS, well, he is an known LDS author. He wrote for LDS Magazine, LDS Living. And somebody referred me to him because Mm -hmm. he is a therapist who specialized in, I don't know if this is like his specialty or whatever, but But, but who said, hey, he's someone who can help gay men in the Mormon church who are trying to manage their homosexuality. Yes. And so Steve would go up there, I think, once or twice a month to meet with him. And he invited me to come a couple of times to the sessions because he was floored with the support that I was offering Steve and Mm -hmm. that I was doing well. And I think he honestly wanted to check to make sure that was legit and real. And that I wasn't just full of crap and saying that I had (laughs) a a supportive wife. Uh, Not that that he thought I was full of crap. No, but just... Full of crap and seeing It was very unconventional, I'm sure, and not... Yeah, it probably wasn't what he was used to hearing and he wanted to know more. (laughs) So... (laughs) And I'm sure he did that with the intention of that it would be helpful for me if... Yes. The three of us sat down and yeah. talked. And what do you say? Not, not just like nothing. Curiosity. Okay. Or Carry on. But. And so one of the things that Steve was trying to deal with at the time was pornography, because in our church, we feel pornography isn't 
the best thing. And Steve at that time believed that as well. Is that correct, yeah. Steve? I believed myself to be a porn addict. At the time. Yeah. And so he was trying to work through this pornography addiction at the time is what we viewed it as. Different thoughts and feelings at this point, but at the time. And so he was giving us tools or Steve tools to try and manage this addiction. addiction and take the shame out of it. And I think that's what it really came down to is trying, and I firmly believe this, and I'll talk about this later in this month, that the real issue with pornography or most things that we hide from our, our partners or spouses is the shame around it. That's the thing that damages the relationship, not necessarily the thing that's happening because we're not being honest because feel shameful around it. Did you want to? Well, and I'm just thinking that through, like the the actual act of looking at pornography was not the most damaging part of it. The most damaging part was the hours and days and weeks and months of self-loathing and mm -hmm. guilt and shame that followed. Yeah. That's what was so crippling and so debilitating. And so I always made it a point in this to be very supportive and, and try to help Steve recognize that pornography wasn't what defined him or didn't change who he was. It was just something that he did to try to release some of that shame so that we could have a conversation and mm -hmm. be able to talk to each other. In the counseling, one of the things that Steve's counselor suggested at the time, and he said this was something he had never advised a couple to do before, the suggestion was made that because we had the relationship that we did and because we were trying to take away the shame of the pornography, is that Steve and I set like a pornography date night is basically what it was. That we had <laughs> calendared nights. It was on the calendar, it Steve. Was <laughs> oh, this one I was aware of. I remembered this date and time very specifically. That it was calendared that we... Counted down the minutes. <laughs> ...would watch porn together so that it wasn't like we were totally taking it away from Steve. It was like easing him off of porn. And we were just going to have a bigger and bigger span between yeah. our porn dates. <laughs> so it started as like a once a week thing or something like that. I don't remember how far apart it was. I want to say once a week that we had literally scheduled that we would watch porn together. And we started hoping out. that this and correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like you remember the more more specifics of this than I do. But the intention was I don't have to like act out and like yeah. sneakily watch porn on my own anymore because now there is a outlet scheduled <laughs> outlet <laughs> and a way to do it in a much healthier way that may not have the shame and the guilt and the yes the lying now was so this speak, associated with okay it. I, I have lots of questions uh, to questions <laughs> so we started out watching it was like soft porn because Steve was super yeah. stressed about introducing me to, <laughs> to hard porn. And it was heterosexual porn. What were you going to say? I don't know. I'm just trying to remember <laughs> it. And I was kind of like, okay, whatever. And you were not into it that much. I mean, it was fine. <laughs> we we <laughs> did the things you do when you watch porn. But then, which is what <laughs> we did the things that you do when you watch porn. Which are, when you like, you're talking to me as if as if this is a this common is scenario. Okay, husband, I don't know if this is a common scenario. I have not talked to people about this. I don't know how many people watch. I porn bet it's with their way more common other. than I'm sure. It's just one of those things that if it's happening, you're not going to be talking about it openly unless yeah. you're crazy and you do a podcast like us. But it probably happens way more often than I would guess. So, 
in the church and out of the church, I would guess. <laughs> yeah. And so okay. we discovered that, yeah. And then we went to more hardcore heterosexual porn. And then we switched to gay porn because I didn't care if there were women involved. Like, I didn't see the attraction to that. And this wasn't what Steve was looking for. I mean, Steve was... I cared. <laughs> yeah. He, well, and he was you looking to embrace this gay side of him. Like, that was part of the reason he was looking at porn is because it was his, as you say now, Steve, your only outlet to the gay side of you. Mm -hmm. So we went gay porn. <laughs> and we would watch it. I mean, this only went on for like two or three months. It went on that long? Mm, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't It wasn't. It wasn't terribly long. Well, I was going to say it wasn't. No, was this on a weekly basis, a daily yeah. basis? No, it was like weekly. Bi-weekly. And then we were pushing it out to bi-weekly. And then. A month. Like every three weeks. And okay. so it was kind of like a gradual thing to ease Steve off of the porn and to create more of a real connection. So Steve, was this easing you off of the porn? No. <laughs> you did okay, but it wasn't. It didn't accomplish what we were hoping it would accomplish. No. And. <laughs> and look okay so let me ask you this question looking back at this experience would you have done this again would you ever recommend this to anybody and i'm sure there's situations out there that every situation is a little bit different right yeah i would say this try things that you think will be helpful to you and your partner Agreed. That's what this was for us we were trying something that we thought might did this be helpful to us did this relieve some of your tension as your relationship as a couple? Or did it create more tension? It didn't create tension. No, there was no tension. I think it might have stressed Steve out a bit. Very much so. Just because he felt bad. He felt... I'm putting words in your mouth. But I felt... You felt like you were corrupting me. Yes. Like I was you were very, exposing me to okay, something. I'd forgotten that aspect. I was very concerned about... Yeah, exposing you to something that you had kept yourself far from your whole life. Intentionally. So there was that aspect of it. But we were very communicative. Mm -hmm. Correct. Word. Yep. Yes. <laughs> through this process. And I think if somebody is utilizing this as a tool, again, it's probably not something I recommend, Matt. But also, as Steve's saying, it could be a tool to some people. And obviously, people in our religion, in the Mormon church, are probably going to really disagree with that. And I totally get it because I have my own issues with porn. But What do you mean by that? My thoughts and feelings around porn? Well, when somebody says, I have my own issues with porn, that's basically I, I saying- say I have my own opinions about porn, okay. not issues, my own opinions about porn. And yeah, I don't think it's a healthy thing. I thought we were going to be getting into conversation that we, you and I have never had. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like that I look at porn and haven't told you? Yeah. Yeah, no. You know, if I'm going to look at porn, you're going to watch it with me, but that's not going to happen. <laughs> because honestly, I felt closer to Steve being able to do this. Okay. It was this secret dark side of myself that I had always kept from you and only ever shared with you with huge amounts of like shame and like you having to like draw it out of me. Yeah. So now you got to experience it firsthand. There was a part of me that was terrified and like, Part of it was I didn't want to corrupt you. The other part was I was really hesitant to let you see this side of myself that was like, I don't want you to be grossed out by the stuff that I'm into. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want you to be sad about it to like mm -hmm. see me turned on by another Something guy. Else. You knew about it. You knew it was a thing, but you'd never seen it 
witnessed it like that. What was your experience that with that, Jessica? Did that even phase you that he was like turned on by watching gay porn? No, at that point, I mean, I knew so much about Steve. I knew what types of guys he liked. I knew which actors he had crushes on. I knew, I mean, I knew obviously he was looking at porn. Had we ever talked about the porn I looked at? Like, did we ever get into specifics uh, of like, no, Mm-mm. okay, I didn't think so. I mean, at that point, we did. Like, <laughs> I can think of off the top of my head a couple of the websites that I knew you liked or whatever. I vividly remember the porn we watched together. And see, that what is what I think is a blessing to me is I remember. None you don't of remember it. what we watched. Not a single thing that we watched, and I'm really grateful for that. But I like, still, I still see that guy pop up sometimes. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> One who of the you're guys talking about or whatever. So, it, no, it's not something I highly recommend, but it is. It could be a tool okay. for some people. So okay. I don't know. I don't. It's very personal. Okay. It wasn't natural for us. It did not accomplish what we intended it to. It and it didn't, it didn't. What were you hoping to get out of this? Well, we told you that that we were hoping that it would allow me to be more open. It and- would allow me to stop what I called acting out. To stop getting to a point that I felt like I couldn't stop myself from looking at porn and acting out. Like, now there was Did this... a scheduled outlet that hopefully would suffice this need of mine. I will say it, it didn't do that. It just like, every time we watched, it's like when you're on a diet, but you give yourself a little cheat. I know me, if I'm off sugar for a month, and I give myself a little cheat and I have some candy, I'm craving that candy for the next three days. Three days. That's like the thing for me, at least with sugar. If I taste it, I'm going to crave it for the next three days. After the three-day period, I can make it by without, and I'm not craving it anymore. It was kind of the same thing. When we did this, it just like awoke that desire, and I just like, having done it once wasn't enough, and I just wanted more. And but that being said, you were watching porn less during that time. Right. And is that true, I was, Steve? I was still white knuckling it. Yes. From session to session. But it hadn't, it like, was... as, as we also alluded to, this didn't go on very long. During this right. time, Steve, did you ever sneak in some porn? I don't think I did. Do you remember me doing that? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> if, if I did, you would have known about it. I was, yeah, we were honest. I about was it. 100% honest. And um, I guess that was going to be my next question. Did this open up the communication? The communication was already open. Okay. We, uh, Jessica already knew when I, I... I think this made it easier for you to tell me what yeah. you were feeling because now I was in it. Do you think that perhaps that this was an experimental therapy that maybe the counselor was recommending? A hundred percent. Okay. We knew this wasn't a normal thing that this counselor recommended. And so... I, I really don't remember if this came from him or from us. No, it came from him. Okay. There is no way neither one of us would have come up with this idea. I can't idea. see Jessica being on board with that if, if there wasn't a third party there saying, and, hey, this is... And honestly, I wouldn't... It's not something I wanted back then. No, you it was didn't. Never a t- it, this was my thing. This was my outlet from this side of myself that I didn't want to share with you. Like, I didn't want you to see it. I didn't want you to be around it. And kind of in a, just a selfish way of, this was my thing. This was yep. me. This was my, like, solo getaway, let loose forget about reality. It was my little mm-hmm. gay <laughs> escape. <laughs> I didn't want to share that with my wife. That's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> that was sarcasm, by the way. <laughs> so I'm going to ask the question again. 
we kind of went over this, like, what is the purpose then for you wanting to share this story or this experience? I just, recording about this? Yeah. It's a good question because honestly, I'm not sure this is even something I want to air. <laughs> that is so funny because you keep asking me, Steve, why we haven't talked about really? this. Yes. Like several times I felt like, oh, well, maybe I should put this out there. Maybe I'm being but, silly. But again, by hiding like, it. I don't know. I don't know. I guess the statement that I had about that was, well, this is truly part of your guys' story. Something and that's something that was going to be my through. response, Matt, is since when have we only shared <laughs> the sides of our story that... I mean, we all have something we haven't shared. Yeah. All three of us have part of our story we haven't shared, which is fine. We're but, allowed to keep things private. We're allowed to protect parts that we're not willing to share or able to share. <laughs> I guess my feeling is there's probably other people out there who have done something similar. Who might be carrying shame around it? Yeah, and well, I want people to be able to let go of that. Let me give an example that I know people have done, and it's a hey, we're in a monogamous relationship, and I want to have sex with other people rather than me going out and cheating on you. Let's have a three way. That's a thing in relationships. <laughs> That's very much the same type of thing. Well, I don't know if that would work for us, but we can try it. Maybe it'll be a healthy thing for our relationship, and it will allow you this outlet and get your needs met in a way that still keeps us close. Maybe it'll be a disaster and it'll blow up, but it's a thing that couples have decided to try to see if it's something that will work for them. That's what this was for us. Okay. And, I don't know. And I just think at least my message that I feel like should be taken away from this is to do that, to explore options that you think might be healthy for you, whatever those are. I'm not saying, and whether that's sexually or anything else, just... So often we've been told how our life should look like, and we talk about this all the time. And sometimes venturing outside of that to try something new works for you. It yeah. clicks. It's something that... So be willing to try something new. Yes. And, and while, like I said, this isn't something that I highly recommend to people, <laughs> but it is something that we tried. And For example, Jessica and I probably would never try this because there's not an issue. Neither of you are craving it. And we don't have that it. desire. I correct? Yeah. yeah. So I mean, here's, here's the thing. Us, if you want something you think you shouldn't want and you're tempted to go out and get it or are going out and getting it. it and lying about it, consider the alternative of just admitting, hey, this is a thing I want. Got it. And that want is not going away. Can you and I explore some way to fill this craving. desire of mine, this craving in a healthy way instead of me going out and filling it in an unhealthy way? Got it. And I feel like that goes, I know we're talking sexual stuff here, but that goes That's all so, exactly. If you're craving an emotional connection that you're not getting, if you're craving I don't know. Now I can't think of any good examples. Honestly, I just <laughs> think like what, what even, be? <laughs> even like this relationship that the three of us have mm -hmm. is outside of the normal. Yeah. This was creating something. I went out on a limb to see if it would work to have a good relationship okay. with my gay ex-husband. There we go. Jessica thinking, I want to have a close relationship with my ex. Is this a thing that might still work for you and I in our new marriage, Matt? That, right. that, that's an example. I mean, it's just those I don't think, types of things. Yeah, I don't think y'all had that exact conversation, <laughs> but that's exactly what this oh, has become. Yeah, I, I felt forced. <laughs> <laughs> Still does, probably. <laughs> just kidding. Uh, so, I mean, this is just something that we ventured out and tried, and it's very taboo in the Mormon culture and something that was very taboo at the time. And there are very few people that know. 
that we did this. Well, now the whole world knows. Cool. The whole world. Because <laughs> the whole world listens. The entire world. Who are you quoting? Just Matt. (laughs) (laughs) Matt likes talking like that. Yeah. Think of ways to make your relationship work. Sometimes it works. And don't just. Sometimes it does not. Yeah. And don't just tell yourself, I shouldn't want this. So I have to just stop. So was there a day where you're like, we're never going to try this again? This is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, we did. It was a decision. I don't remember. And then did, did it ever come up again of, hey, maybe we should try that again? No, I think it was, I mean, this was shortly before Steve had the affair. It was right before we moved to Oklahoma. Okay. That's when I had the idea of like, hey, I let, I want to do this again, but with a guy <laughs> instead of. That's not funny. Just kidding. I'm sorry. It's not funny. It's really not. But you didn't share that with her. Still too soon. <laughs> still too it's been 10 years. No, it's still too soon. <laughs> No, but he's <laughs> <laughs> going through his. Can we edit that out? Yes, can we please? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. We can joke about these things. Can we just share the no. part of this episode that ended with the caffeine story? <laughs> <laughs> Steve's having a vulnerability hangover I already. Am. Not a caffeine hangover, <laughs> not a hangover from anything else. <laughs> vulnerability. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Well, I learned some new things today. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> you knew about this, though. Yeah, but Matt, I had, how do how do you I, feel about this? Because your demeanor has been different this episode. My demeanor. Yeah. I, I'm just curious because I yes, Jessica has told me about this, but I haven't it's, had an opportunity to sit here and talk to both of you going through it together. Like, what was yours and what was I was just I'm you've just, had the same expression that you have during a meeting at work when you disagree <laughs> with what's being said, <laughs> and you're about yeah. to follow it up with no. That's not how we're going to do this, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I, I, so my personal thoughts in this subject is I would probably never go through something like this. Of, But again, I don't have an addiction to pornography. You don't even have a... You don't do you have like a relationship? Do you have a relationship with pornography? No. Have you? No. I've never had like you've seen pornography. Oh, who hasn't? Yeah, seen pornography. But it's not. It's not something that you felt a strong connection to. And I mean, did you ever go through the that experience that I had back when I was married to Jessica of like craving it, not being able to stop myself from doing it, like white knuckling it until I caved? No. Okay. As far as I know, Matt's never looked at pornography since we've been married. I have everything at my fingertips. (laughs) (laughs) In my mind, that's how I view it. Right? Is yeah. It's just not his thing. So it's nothing, it's not something we've ever, I mean, I've brought it up a couple of times, so I would watch it with him if he was interested, but. I would be so curious to know. I mean, I feel like you're the exception. (laughs) I feel like there are probably, I'm totally speculating here based on my exposure to people who have struggled with this, but I feel like it's probably way more common for people to crave this and just deal with it and choose not to embrace it or embrace it and have it yeah i think the furthest then. that i get in like pornography is like tiktok right now i'm like oh what the heck is that <laughs> those are gigantic <laughs> and then it's like i swipe up good <laughs> but i think i mean again all joking aside that's where it can start of just simply seeing something that then triggers a chemical within our brains and attaches an emotion to it. And then it's like, okay, whoa, what was that? Go back to it. And it triggers again. And that's that's how any addiction starts, really, whether it be, you know, a drug addiction or, or anything. It's like 
Because I understand, Steve, that you don't view this as an addiction no. and that you don't view what you went through in our marriage as an addiction anymore. But when you explain it to me as that white knuckling, have to have it, need it type crave thing, it. crave it, mm-hmm. to me, that signals an addiction. All right. Well, maybe. And I under- let me ask this then. Is an addiction something like I think of like an alcoholic has an addiction to alcohol and they say that that's like that's never going away. Like they will always be addicted to it, even if they're recovered and yeah. they're in recovery. I don't know what the right terminology to use here, but I'm probably saying this wrong. But they're sober, but they still are an addict and an ad- are an addict. I guess I feel like if addiction can be used as a temporary thing to define how I felt during that stage, then yeah, I was addicted. I felt like I could not stop myself. And I have to say, I felt like I did. I probably could have. There are other resources I could have utilized. I'm sure I could have taken further steps to not look at pornography. But I truly felt helpless against that desire and that need and that want. And that was very real. But now I don't feel that. And I feel like the reason I had that, if we are calling an addiction back then, is because, as I've said, it was the only outlet. Mm Mm-hmm. To the gay side of myself. Now I have healthy outlets for that. I don't feel porn is not an outlet for me. That's but they're not... health they're healthy to you. Yeah. Now I can be in a relationship. Yeah. Relationships or you know, I, Whatever. I just yeah. I don't need I don't yeah. you get what I'm saying though? Uh-huh. Like, yeah, yeah. So I if addiction can be used as a temporary during that stage of my life kind of a description mm-hmm. then yeah I was I was addicted. Like for me like I don't want to put myself in a situation where I'm craving something from an image that I see that takes away from the craving that I should have for my wife. Yeah. See and for me I don't feel like that's not how It was so I feel like for you and I that was a little bit different because it was gay porn and it was because you were gay and right. these things. I feel like in some relationships, though, that isn't the case. That right. it does deter your relationship because it's become something greater than that. Right. And I do not think that occasional viewing of porn or whatever is an I, addiction. I think and, that the word porn addiction is overused, especially in our culture, in our church culture. But I also think that it is a real thing, that and, there can be porn addicts. And to compare again, there are people who are addicted to alcohol who and there are people who have a healthy relationship with alcohol. Yes. And that yeah. I guess that's the comparison I want to make there is. I think that th- there's things in our lives that can become an addiction that truly aren't considered to be a normal addiction, right? For example, money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can have a healthy relationship with, with money. Right. Or it completely can ruin and run your life. Work. Sports. Gambling. Yeah. TV. Sugar. Right. Yeah. So many things that. You can have a healthy relationship and it can be an edifying part of your life or it can consume you and start to deteriorate other parts of your life that should be a higher priority, such as a relationship compared to porn. Yeah. Or there your you health go. compared to alcohol or your employment compared, you know, just, yeah. Well, there you go. We all have a little bit differing opinions about things, but you know what? We can all give hugs after this and say, all right. We get along. <laughs> gonna eat some more gummy bears. Yeah, I've been looking at the <laughs> bag of gummy bears this whole I was gonna time. say, that's why Matt had that look on his face, Steve, is he just wanted the gummy bears. No, that's not. <laughs> He's like, when are y'all gonna be done talking so I can eat some gummy bears? <laughs> yeah. No, false. All right, well, welcome back, friends. We're happy to be back. <laughs> way, way to ease right back in with a, just some lighthearted talk about stuff, couples, porn, therapy. <laughs> 
<laughs> and if you enjoyed this episode, please screenshot it and share it on social media. Be sure to tag us. Or Why are you us, laughing about that? Leave us a rating and review because Steve's making me laugh because <laughs> he's so unsure about this episode. Yeah. It'll be all right. It will be. And we're happy to have you. We're excited that we are back. And... Oh, I thought you meant me. Yeah, we're happy to have you too, Steve. <laughs> Steve always thinks it's about him. Yeah. Our wedding day. <laughs> what were the other Steve's big days that we recorded about? <laughs> <laughs> I'd have I to listen know. to him again. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, everybody. Have a good week. Hey, everyone. For the takeaway this week, we just wanted to really let you guys know that it is so important to love yourselves. We change, our bodies change, things change. And so we got to learn to love ourselves in a new way, no matter what phase of life. And don't let anybody tell you where you should be at or what you should be doing. You pay attention to what feels right for you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please go share it on social media. Take a screenshot, tag husband-in-law. And if you have a question, go to Apple Podcasts and put a rating and review and write the question in the review. We will be sure to answer it for you. 